Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. The major construction on State Road 37 in Fishers has not yet started, but the 37 Thrive program is already getting underway. The aim of the program is to support businesses impacted by this road work as well as residents in the area. I spoke with two people involved in the 37 Thrive effort, Carrie Ann Rich of Imavax Technology and Marketing, along with Ashley Elrod, Director of Public Relations for the City of Fishers. We recorded this podcast in advance on May 16th for release on June 11th. I'm at the Hamilton East Library in downtown Fishers. It's right next to the new police station near City Hall. And we are in the Ignite space. And if you have not seen the Ignite space, I would certainly urge you to do that. It's in the lower level of the library. You see signs all over the library to find it. Art supplies, they have an artist in residence that uh, rotates here. Uh, You'll find 3D printers, and you will find the space where we are recording this podcast, which is the AV Studio, where video and audio productions are done. Come to the Hamilton East Library here in Fishers anytime it's open. Come to the lower level, the Ignite Space, and any of the librarians would be more than happy to give you a tour. Well, today we're going to talk about 37 Thrives. It's the State Road 37 work and how that's going to impact businesses along the way. I'm very happy to have with me two guests. I have Ashley Elrod. Ashley has arranged more podcasts than I can count, but she is now finally a guest on one of my podcasts. Uh, She handles communications, public relations for the city of Fishers. Ashley, it's great to have you here. I'm glad to finally be on here. On the other end of the microphone. I know. That's right. Uh, Carrie Ann Rich is with us, and there was um, there was a competition, RFP, if you will, request for proposals. Uh, the hair company won that. It, I hope I pronounce this right. Imavex. It's actually Imavex. Imavex. But I know it's so it's so confusing. Our brains like have trained us to say I with everything because of Apple. I think that's. I think that's you it. Know? But Imavex is Imavex. Uh, is the name yes. of it. If you have driven around near the. Uh, Municipal complex, you've probably seen their office. Now, yeah. which building are you in? So we are right on North Street. So we're eight eight seven seven zero North Street. So we are in the RQAW building. RQAW. I couldn't remember yep. it was Braden or RQA. So you're in the RQAW building as you go down North Street to approach the uh, municipal complex back and forth. I, I pass by your office mm-hmm. uh, several times a week in my usual uh, travels. So our, our guest, our guests are going to talk about State Road Thirty Seven, which is We've been talking about it really literally for years, mm-hmm. and now it's we're on the cusp of it happening. So, actually, let me spend a couple of minutes talking to you because I remember covering this story, and it, it all started when the county commissioners talked, and this is how far back it goes, to the old town council mm-hmm. trying to, to sell them on this idea of redoing State Road 37 sort of like Keystone Avenue and Carmel. And everybody seemed to be on board. Of course, there are some details to work out, like, I don't know, funding and figuring out how to get it done, the design and everything. And uh, I do recall there was a meeting at the county council. And uh, just so you know, uh, this this is a multi-million dollar project. 
But the uh, city council had approved $12 million for the local contribution. The county needed to approve $12 million. And I was at the county council meeting. I don't go to many, but I was at that one. And I do recall there was a discussion. There was some actual actual, uh, uncertainty about whether that funding was going to pass. And all of a sudden there was a five-minute recess, which I think lasted an hour. And there were some discussions behind the scenes. And all of a sudden this program was brought into part of the mix. So tell us about how part of this money that's going to fund State Road 37 is going to this program we now call 37 Thrive. Absolutely. So really from the beginning, as you just noted, um, we had the business community in mind when it came to uh, redoing State Road 37. And it was really important for all parties, whether it be INDOT, the county, or the city of Fishers, that we ensured we did everything we could possibly do to uh, make sure that those businesses along 37 truly thrived through construction. Uh, a lot of those uh, businesses are small business owners and uh, our neighbors. And so as part of that recess, we uh, the city of Fishers and Hamilton County both agreed to um, partner on a dedicated marketing program specifically for businesses. So it's uh, $500,000, two fifty from each entity, uh, dedicated solely to ensuring that the businesses have as much marketing support, promotion support, and uh, to make sure that they were continuing to drive people there. So Carrie Ann, your, your company... Imavex, pronounced yeah. it right that time, um, obviously was one of many firms that were in competition for this contract. Why was it important for your company to get involved in all this? Why did you decide to be one of the players? And, of course, you eventually did receive the contract, but how did this go about? When did you make the decision, we want to get into sure. this? Well, and, you know, actually, because, you know, you spoke a little bit about how kind of far back these conversations have gone, um, there was an RF. There, there was an RFP that came out first that we responded to, and then was put on hold, and then we responded again. And so, at that first uh, response time, you know, we immediately were excited um, because we live and work in this community, and knowing, you know, just all of the growth that's happening, um, all of the amazing amenities that we have to live here. Uh, we also know that that attracts so many people. And so, you know, we have all of these, uh, this influx of of population that's coming in and 37 is, you know, connecting us all to so many different places. So we knew, you know, just within our business development team that this is a really important uh, project for the city, the county. Um, I had previously uh before coming to Imavex, had worked with the city of Noblesville for many years on different projects. And so there's just something about being a part of projects like this where you know that what's happening is really making a dent and making an impact on many future years to come. And so that's really what it was about for us is, you know, let's, this affects our staff, you know, all of our staff live in Hamilton County. Um, So we really wanted to you know, kind of put our name in the ring to uh, recommend how we could really, you know, help with the vision of, of bringing this marketing piece. Just to know a little bit about your company. Uh, you are a marketing company, as I understand it. So tell us about some of your other clients. Sure. Yeah. Imavex is a technology and digital marketing company. So uh, Imavex started in 2001. So uh, for a technology company, kind of kind of the older 
older guys, which is good. You know, we've we've uh, been through a lot of those those curves as as things have evolved. Um, so what we do is basically all aspects of how your business and your brand survives online. So making sure that you know we're able to connect our customers to our clients, to their customers, um, what that looks like with websites, with digital marketing and content marketing, social media now. Um, so all of those things. And, you know, it's such a fast-paced and changing environment. And so our clients are coming to us from multiple industries. You know, we have clients from manufacturing to restaurants to not-for-profits. So we have a wide array. And really, it's helping them, you know, helping guide their their digital marketing, uh, their marketing journey online. And so it's a really fun, it's a fun place. It's great when we get to work with clients like Ashley in the city of Fishers um, because we, you know, we see all of the kind of conversation and, and understanding of kind of the pros and the concerns that everyone's having. And so this just helps us, you know, really kind of guide the conversation. Ashley, I know that there have been other construction projects around the state mm-hmm. and that there it, it's pretty well documented. There have been businesses and particularly small businesses who have gone out of business because of the construction. And perhaps it's just nobody foresaw it or planned ahead for it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a local community sees it's happening and they try to help and it's too late. So uh, the city and, and Emovacs are trying to get ahead of this. So tell me what you've learned from some of the mistakes that you've seen around the state uh, that have happened in the past. Yeah, you know, when we kind of reflected on uh, projects that have happened, uh, you know, near here across the state, uh, one of the the key themes was that a lot of the programs were reactionary. Um, They were developed after the problem was recognized, after maybe a business went out. And so for us, it was really important to be proactive. We're at, um, you know, we're launching this campaign two months before we even start lane restrictions. Um, of course, there is uh, there have been um, utility work up until now, but uh, we we think that establishing those relationships with those companies, we've been meeting with them for months now and establishing those relationships. So then when they do feel like, okay, our sales are starting to slip, they can have that conversation with us and we can do a special promotion for them, um, really rally the community around, hey, let's make sure our neighbors are okay and that we're supporting those small businesses. Stay with you for a second, because I do remember when this all came together and I have to give the mayor of Fishers, Scott Fadness, (laughs) A lot of credit here, because I don't know any community in the state that got the deal that Fishers got. So those who don't know, yes, I mean, uh, Fishers uh, as a city and the county have contributed their $12 million each. Most of this is going to be state funded. Mm-hmm. But the deal that uh, the, the mayor worked out with the state is that Fishers will be in charge of the construction, even though it's being funded mostly by the state. Normally, NDOT, the state agency, does that. So the city will be in charge, and then once the construction is over, the city hands it over to the state for maintenance. And you can't get a better deal. The reason I'm asking about that is that the city will be in charge uh, of how these businesses will have access Mm -hmm. through the construction. Tell me how 
Uh, the city will be watching that and the city's point of view, making sure that the construction uh, has the least amount of obstruction and difficulty for people to get to these businesses. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, from my perspective, um, of course, our engineering team would have probably uh, their own perspective. But from my perspective, the uh, one of the great benefits of this arrangement with NDOT is that we truly have our ear to the ground. And so um, in working with our uh, our business owners in the area, uh, again, we've been meeting with them for two plus years, uh, quarterly stakeholder meetings, uh, public meetings. And um, along the way, they have had an outlet to say, I need to raise my hand. This is an issue with how it's designed or what the uh, lane restrictions are planned to be. And as a result, and uh, and you may recall recently at our uh, last public meeting, uh, an example of that came up. And since then, our engineering team is meeting with uh, these local stakeholders, these local businesses, uh, almost on a weekly basis to try to figure out, you know, let's make sure that you have open access in, into your development. Uh, and, and if not, what can we do? Can we, do we need to, you know, add an entrance uh, off the road or, or redirect uh, some of our timing? Yeah, that question came up uh, to a strip mall on the drawing showed that both of the entrances were going to be blocked. <laughs> the businesses and the shoppers might have had a concern about that. Mm-hmm. So those are those are issues that can be fixed. I mean, there's things you can do about that. Yeah, and the but great, you need to know ahead of time. Absolutely. And the great thing about us being in charge of the project is that um, we're State Road 37 is our largest project during this time, and so we're not juggling several other large projects at the same time, and uh, we're able to dedicate that extra sort of customer service to those business owners, to those building owners, um, to make sure that we do it right, because we want to make sure that we do continue to see those businesses thrive and have access. Carrie Ann, I know the part of what you're doing as a company uh, Embavax is is you've been talking to the businesses in the area. So have you been able to make a contact with all of them? And if so, what are you hearing from them? Sure. So you know when we started, Embavax was awarded uh, this project with the city uh, right around March of last year. So we've been kind of going through this process since then. And one of our very first. Um, kind of action items was to start building our business contact list. Um, you know, it sounds simple, like, oh, yeah, here, let's open this big master business uh, database. But it really isn't that simple. And so we took some steps of, you know, by actually kind of taking a list, uh, going, you know, identifying the perimeter of who we needed to reach within the cord- corridor and sending, you know, an old-fashioned letter in the mail to these business owners. And it was a personal letter um, from myself and Steve Brzezinski, who's the president of MFX, with our cell numbers. So dangerous, right? But I'll tell <laughs> so you, you what. you were busy for several days after <laughs> no, that. No, and that's okay. – here's what's crazy about that is, you know, that letter went out to 1,100 business addresses. And I did not have one phone call. So – for what, so that tells you a couple different things. I think that it shows that as a community, we're, we understand that things like this have to happen to maintain the type of community that we live in, right? You know, everybody moves here because 
we have all these great things. Well, if we have all of these people here, then we have to make sure our infrastructure supports that. And and so we need to do a project like 37. And so um, we started with that piece of sending out that letter. It then prompted business owners to complete a survey for us um, online so that we could ask questions like, how long have you been in business? Um, what do you have seasonality to your customer traffic? You know, things like that so that we could have a baseline because, you know, there's a lot of subjectivity that could come into play here with, you know, with how these kind of questions could could uh, come about with, with the construction and how it's impacting business. So we needed to have some type of data form. You know, what do we know? Um, kind of what did your business look like at this time and what's it look like now? So we did this survey to to get that baseline data. And then we also asked if they would like to participate in our stakeholder group. And so last August, we held our first business stakeholder group. And I think we had maybe four in attendance at that first one. And now, uh, you know, a year later almost, um, we have about 40 business owners who are on that stakeholder group. Um, of course, not everybody can come every month. We have a meetup every month, the first Thursday of each month. And it's really just so that we can develop, you know, as the marketing arm and on behalf of Ashley, her staff, the the, the city, uh, so that we can have that direct communication to these business owners. So, you know, we don't, we aren't within the city. So we have a, there's a little bit of that degree of separation that allows people to feel uh, maybe a little more open. Um, but what it does is it allows the business owner to understand what we're doing from a marketing standpoint, but then also share feedback. Well, my customers, my clients are asking me this. How should I answer that? Or could we possibly look at doing temporary signage you know, during X phase of construction. So ideas like that are coming up. That just gives me the ability to then go to Ashley, go to Jason uh, with engineering. Jason Taylor. Yeah. yeah. And and really say, you know, this is just some feedback that was shared at my stakeholder meeting. Uh, can we, like, think through some some ways that we could help when with I these items? When I drive down 37 and see the various businesses that are there. And this is just an anecdotal view on my part. And that's why I'm asking you, you have a real variety of business. You have small businesses like pizza shops and a Subway sandwich store, a nail shop. Then you have Reynolds Farm equipment. Right, then right. you have the uh, the motorcycle, the Harley mm-hmm. Davidson. You've got these huge auto dealerships. Mm-hmm. So don't these different businesses need a little bit different uh, treatment they and do. they have different issues as this construction starts? Absolutely. I mean, Obviously, you know, a a service-based business, uh, you know, like a dentist or a doctor or even financial planner, you know, as their client, you might have a different reaction to that route that you have to go to get to them. But if it's, you know, Carrie Ann as a mom who needs to get fast food before, you know, I take my daughter to gymnastics, then you want to make sure that that mom doesn't avoid going to mm-hmm. those businesses that she would normally go to because she feels it's too inconvenient because that's what then hurts um you know hurts our local business owners and so it's really that um 
kind of understanding how we can support them. It's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have the ability to to place media that is is going to be exclusive to a business brand. Uh, you know, with that, you know, this ad is brought to you by Arby's, you know, for mm-hmm. example. Sure. We can't do that. But what we can do is we can have a global message going out within the community that does impact them because they're part of that landscape. Well, let me ask you, Ashley, uh, because uh, we've already had the discussion, you know, Jason, who's now mm-hmm. in charge of, of the engineering department. Jeff, he says hello, by the way. Oh, love Jason. He must be and, a regular. Yeah, Is he a regular? Je- uh, well, he's, I see him quite often. <laughs> I actually had he and Jeff Hill when he was the assistant. Just yeah. so people know, Jason was the director's assistant, Jeff Hill, for many years. Then he went to go to work for the state of Indiana in their highway department. When Jeff Hill departed for a nice offer he couldn't refuse mm-hmm. – uh, then uh, Jason Taylor was coaxed into coming back by the mayor, and uh, it was a good fit because he knows the staff and and knows the operation very well. But what I'm now, Jason is key to my question mm-hmm. because when Carrie Ann says uh, Jason or Ashley, you know we got a we got a business that's really got a problem. Mm-hmm. They're really boxed in. People can't get to it. Uh, talk to Jason. What are some solutions? How does that work? How's it going to work when these things come up? Yeah, you know, it actually goes beyond just the State Road 37 project. You know, the philosophy um, in the city of Fishers, uh, you know, among employees is, you know, we're constantly problem solving and we always want to provide the best level of service for our residents and our business owners. And so it's not a shift from our day-to-day, how we would approach anybody who uh, may have a challenge with, uh, you know, even a minor road construction project. Um, But uh, in fact, just speaking to Jason this morning, um, you know, and and specifically around um, uh, this this road closure restriction that was brought up in the last stakeholder meeting, uh, you know, immediately – uh, right after that meeting, um, the engineering team just got together and just sort of, you know, self-imposed uh, a solution there. Uh, in our last stakeholder meeting with the businesses, uh, similar things where it was just like, hey, I notice uh, uh, one of uh, the business owners noticed, uh, you know, um, some of the utility work, you know, that maybe just – didn't sit right with her or, um, you know, they weren't parking in the right location. And um, they were in that meeting um, there so that our business owners know who Jason is. And, uh, you know, it's the the point in having them in those meetings is to provide that direct connection cause, so they can say, hey, I, this didn't seem right. Jason can say, well, these this is what the right year rights are. This is what we can say to the company, et cetera. So uh, we really try to approach it as an advocacy um, uh, from a point of advocacy on behalf of the business community. Now, Carrie Ann, at that uh, stakeholder meeting that happened just a few weeks ago, or mm-hmm. you were in attendance and so was I. One question that came to you mm-hmm. for some of the people in the rooms, how do you plan to do this marketing? <laughs> do you, are you going to get on TV, radio, mm-hmm. digital? And you basically said probably all the above at different times. So explain how you plan to get that word out, communicate with the public about what's going to be going on as this construction starts. Absolutely. So 37thrives.com is a website that we launched uh, kind of in its soft launch form in March. Um, And that is really our home base for making sure that 
we have resources there to first educate um, so that everybody understands what truly is happening. You know, we all know, you know, there's so many misconceptions. You know, if somebody thinks 37 is going to be completely closed. Well, it's not. It's always going to be open. So having things uh, like that clarified on the website is kind of our first and most foundation. So, you know, we're driving all of our advertising there so that that we have that home base. Um, we will be uh, launching a pretty comprehensive uh, media plan because we have all types of audiences that we need this this message to reach. Um, so obviously our, you know, M of X was hired as our primary goal is to advocate for business and support you know, that that the community supports them during this construction. And so, but then at the same time, in order for people to support those businesses, they have to understand what's going on. So we will, uh, so our media plan includes, you know, radio advertising, uh, print advertising, um, digital, because we know that, you know, you as a, as a Fisher's resident, Ashley, uh, Anyone in this library, we all use different media, so we cannot uh, we can't rely on one vehicle to get the message out. So we're really doing our best to intentionally spend those dollars um, in the best ways that we can to get the message out to the public. And yet, I I think your job today. I mean, I worked in marketing years ago. I worked in radio broadcasting. There were only so many ways to get mm-hmm. your message out. Now you have not only digital marketing in general, you have different platforms. Yes. You can go on Facebook. You can go on YouTube. You can go on mm-hmm. Instagram. I, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Those are just some of the more – Twitter is another one. Right. So uh, obviously that's a lot of what you do. And mm-hmm. getting that mix right is what I, I'm yeah. hearing you say. How do you get that mix right to get to the different audiences you're trying to reach? Well, you know, it's um, – I mean, in marketing we always joke – there isn't a silver bullet or a magic button because, right, if there were, you know, well, my job wouldn't exist, right? So um, so it really is a little bit of that, okay, well, this is, this is our strategic approach. However, we do know that since a lot of our dollars are going towards digital spend, which that means, you know, Google um, and social media ads, those are placed in a way that we can make changes quickly, you know, so whereas 20 years ago, if you placed a print ad or a magazine ad or a radio spot, you know, once that's produced, it's like, you're done. You can't make those changes. Mm-hmm. So we do have the ability to be fluid where if we feel like something that is that we have, you know, started is not connecting in the way that we need to with, with the data that we can watch, then we're going to be able to make some changes in that. I mean, obviously, we, we have identified, you know, we know each year what our plan is. We have that planned out. We know how our advertising is going to, to hit throughout the year. And that is very much uh, parallel to when the, the timeline for the construction is going to be happening. So, you know, Ashley spoke, we're launching this two months prior to construction starting, because we want to make sure that everyone is prepared. We minimize as much of that anxiety by pre-communicating. Um, and then once it is starting, you know, then we are continuing, you know, that flow of information. Um, in addition to advertising, you'll see um, a lot of content, you know, on social media. I mean, that's how we're all connecting, uh, you know, our communities 
our little mini communities on Facebook and and Twitter and um, even Instagram. So we will be um, we will be having some fun with this because how much can we talk about the C word construction? We can't talk about construction <laughs> who wants forever. To, who wants to talk about the dash cam? <laughs> so I know I'm so excited. So it's going to be so the dash cam is um, is. A fun content piece that we are launching uh, with with Town Post, uh, Fisher's Magazine. And this is really something that, you know, Fisher's residents, businesses will, will all be able to participate in. But it's really a mobile, you know, it's that monthly mobile video driving through construction and then visiting a business within the corridor. So I don't want to I don't want to tease it. Too much. I want everybody to tune so in. How to often watch. will this be so, updated? You know? So every month, so there's okay. going to be a dash cam video every month. Um, Tom Britt uh, with Fisher's Magazine will be our kind of interviewer. I know will, Tom. It will be entertaining. Yeah. So I know we. Yeah. He's he's super excited. And then we will have Tom will have a guest uh, in a car with him each month, and we will be driving a car from one of car dealerships located on State Road 37. And I believe my last count, I think there's 12. So I don't know. You might be able to sell this to Netflix. Before I know. I, that's what I'm hoping. Like maybe this is my <laughs> retirement. Content gold. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley and I are going to like, you know, we're going to we're going to make something of this. But no, it's so I think it'll be a fun way just to lighten the mood. I mean, we all know that we're going to have our moments of frustrations like this is not fun. But we also know that it's going to be great after it's done. And so if we so our job, you know, as marketers is to find ways to tell stories um, about these business owners um, about, you know, the community in general. And so this is one way that we'll be doing that, you know, kind of in a non-traditional way and format, you know, being in the car. Um, and then we will weave in new things like that each year. So Time's getting short, but I want to ask uh, Ashley, 126th Street and 37 will be the first uh, reconstructed intersection. Yes. Now, as I understand it, and I just got this from the last meeting, uh, there'll be two lanes of traffic going north and south on 37 going through that. will I mean, there might be very brief blockages, but for the most part, it'll be open. Always open. And, uh, of course, 126th Street will be closed for a portion. There will be some mm-hmm. right in, right out on some occasions, but it's not going to be a regular thing. So what would you say to people and businesses and just anybody who has an interest in that particular area, what to be careful for, what to watch for as we get into the late summer and winter when that will be under construction? Absolutely. Yeah, I think first and foremost that 37 will just will always remain open. There, there will be lane restrictions, but north and southbound, uh, there shouldn't be too much disruption. Uh, East-west on 126, you'll start to see some uh, heavier restrictions uh, this fall and into winter, but true closure won't occur until probably spring, summer next year. Um, and, and like you said, some right ins, right outs. But uh, but our goal is try to keep everything open as much as possible. And the idea is to keep, get that done within a year yes. of the beginning of that construction. Mm-hmm. Running out of time, so Carrie Ann, your shot at uh, anything I didn't ask about, anything you want to talk about before we go? Um, you know, I think you did a great job. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I've had fun. I don't want this to end. Like, let's keep talking. <laughs> no, so um, I, I always think... have. I have a theory that no podcast should go longer than the average jog. Uh, that's uh, so. You're so smart. Well, I don't know about such being smart, good idea. but I <laughs> such such good. Imavex is next uh, consultant, Larry. Lannan. I know. Oh my <laughs> I know. Here we go. I have a new contract. No, go ahead. <laughs> yep, Steve. We have a new service. Um, so I think what's important uh, that I would add, just so that your listeners um, know, is you know, thirty seven thrives dot com. Uh, be sure to follow thirty seven thrives on Facebook. We have uh, a Facebook page specific to 37 Thrives. Um, We will be activating uh, Instagram for 37 Thrives as well. And that will really be um, our storytelling um, platform for our business owners. So we're going to be doing profiles on the business owners, sharing things that, you know, maybe you don't know about, you know, the owner uh, of the Harley Davidson story, you know, things like that. So we want to make sure that that we're using social media to maximize that. Um, so no, I would just say, you know, follow the information, connect, and know that, you know, we're all really lucky to be living in a city where, you know, our city cares about a project like this. And I know, you know, there's no, the business owners, of course, course there there's nervousness but um we are really doing um our best to make sure that we're supporting them during Ash- this campaign ashley any final comments from you uh just to build on what carrie ann shared uh, we'll continue to leverage our drive fishers avenues so twitter and the email newsletter that uh, so many residents uh, follow already, but uh, that will be the main communicator communication piece for restrictions, closures, that kind of thing. So stay I think tuned you, the, there. The weekly road construction update, I reprint that on my blog, mm-hmm. and I can't believe how many comments I get on that. People love reading that. So uh, and you'll be doing something like that, especially for 37, I assume. Yes, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies, thank you so much. We learned so much. Uh, good luck with uh, 37 Thrives. It's 37thrives.com. It's on Facebook. I assume it'll be on Twitter. Every platform you can imagine, Instagram. Uh, good luck with that. And uh, thank, you. thank you very much for joining me. Thank Thanks, you. Mary. Thanks to Carrie Ann Rich and Ashley Elrod for appearing on the podcast. Keep up with 37 Thrive on social media platforms and on the web at 37thrives.com. This is the Larry N. Fishers podcast. My name is Larry Lannon. I write the LarryInFishers.com local news blog from Fishers, Indiana, a suburban community northeast of Indianapolis. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. 